like. I'm Katie Greenland. I'm a sociologist, writer, and researcher. And I'm Liz Kemery. I'm a professional comedian, but I spend my spare time making people uncomfortable, talking about true crime or just fucked up shit that people do. Which is where we come together. Because when I was 28 years old, I discovered that my dad had another secret family. <laughs> this experience inspired my PhD, which is called Family Secrets. Secret Families. And with it, I explore the impacts of major family secret discoveries on people's lives. Oh, Katie. <laughs> we realize the importance of our voice when we are silenced. I'm just so inspired by you, Katie. I'm, I'm going to take off my bra, I'm going to put on my socks, I'm just going to sit back, relax, eat some chips, and listen to you telling your story. Oh, gross, Liz. <laughs> just a podcast. <laughs> no, no. I'm Liz Kemry. I'm the comedian. And I'm Katie Greenland. I'm the sociologist. Welcome to episode two of The Secret Effect. Family. Welcome to Betwixie 2. Uh-huh. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I told Pat I'd be quiet. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> this is Prosecco. Aww. <laughs> Brought to you by Pupcha. Pupcha? <laughs> Pupcha. 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 It's a pup and it's tiny. Pupcha. Prosecco Pupchas. <laughs> okay, what are we getting into today? Today we are going to be looking at why people keep family secrets and what is it like to have a secret that affects you, kept from you by people that you love. So we're getting right into it. Ah, yes. So we wanted to start with a bit of a chat about some of the reasons that people keep family secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many, of course, and I mean, there's so many different types of family secrets. And of course, for this um, podcast season, we're focusing mainly on family secrets. Um, one of the reasons that keeps coming up in the literature is around protection. And by protection, I mean people keep family secrets because they want to protect themselves from some kind of fallout or some kind of rejection or some kind of reaction from others. Maybe they're, they've done something that they feel they shouldn't have, or they are worried about the response. Um, they think maybe they might be rejected by people in their family, but protection goes further than that. It could be also you're keeping a family secret because you want to protect other people. And this is where it gets really, really complicated because you can be keeping a family secret out of love and compassion and not wanting to hurt somebody. Um, and it's about weighing that up, I think. Um, so many times nowadays, I feel like when you hear um of especially moms who have kept a secret from you and they say oh i just didn't want you to you know i didn't want you to have to feel that you know pain or know that or something like that the kids reaction which by kids i mean probably now 30 year old mm-hmm. um 30 year olds uh they're like oh why don't you just tell me uh, just tell me the stuff like i'll deal with it on my own mm-hmm. uh, yes I think parents often underestimate the capacity of the child, Mm -hmm. no matter what the age, they, they can underestimate the capacity of the child to understand it, to get it and to be fine with it as well. And 
In my research, I found that everybody, everybody without question said to me, yes, I wish, yes, I'm glad I know, even if it's been painful and I wish I knew earlier. Mm. So reveal it, tell it, openness, honesty. Um, of course, there's a way to do that that's sensitive and respectful, but in general, it really seems that um, the keeping of the secret is more problematic than the revealing of it um, in some ways. So, How much of that is hindsight anyway? What would it have done if you had known earlier? And how much of that is just you being like, well, if I had known earlier, I would have done this, that, or the next? Or I guess some of it is pretty concrete because then people pass and you don't have the opportunity to reach out to mm-hmm. uh, if that's the case. So some of it might be just your own kind of, I wish I had known earlier, mm-hmm. which you know, which is a normal response, it feels like. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that a nor- it, like that makes sense to me that someone would be like, oh, I wish I, would, I had known earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, whoa. Yeah. If Absolutely. you haven't missed an opportunity to connect with whatever that secret um, does, why would you have wanted to know earlier? Mm-hmm. And if you knew earlier, you could have perhaps had a different kind of relationship with that person. You mm-hmm. could have reached out to them or or something like this, and your life path would have probably been different. But because something was kept secret, you didn't have that opportunity. So um, I really... What I would like to do, though, is to say that people do keep secrets for so many reasons and I think um, people who are keeping secrets for uh, out of love and out of care and compassion for other people I think that's really important not all people who keep family secrets are keeping them for bad reasons and it's not always selfish sometimes it's selfless and they think it's just the best they're weighing up their options and they think you know what if I just keep this quiet maybe that's going to be the best thing. And so people often do have the best interests of others. I think and reflect on my own situation. And I know my mum found out earlier. She found out when I was 21, um, for sure. And I didn't find out until I was 28. So there's seven years there that she's kept the secret. And I asked her, why did she keep this a secret? Why didn't she just tell me and my sister? And we were, you know, 21 and 18 at that point you know we'd been through a lot already and we were adults and and she said I didn't want to upset you you were doing so well you were such lovely young women I didn't want to take you back or hurt you or or anything like that and so she kept our family secret once she found out about it she kept it out of kindness and out of love and then funnily enough when we found out my sister and I thought shit I wonder if Jerry knows she mustn't know. Otherwise she would have told us. And so we had a conversation about, do we keep this now? Do we reveal this? Mm -hmm. And I actually said, yes, I think we should keep it. There's no use in upsetting Jerry. She's doing so well. (laughs) It was exactly the same, exactly the same reasons. And of course, the next time my sister saw Jerry, she just blurted it out. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she just completely blurted it out. And that was totally fine. Um, so we were weirdly in the situation where we were all keeping a secret from each other. Yeah. Um, and for the same reason. Yes. Yes, exactly. How so did Jerry find out? She got contacted by the mother of the boys. 
she just got a call one day. Yep. And um, she recognized the name because she had seen the name. She'd come across it um, when ironing Colin's shirts one day, right. unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and she had seen the name and the number in his shirt pocket and she just stored it away in her head. Yeah. So she never forgot that name. And um, yeah, so when this Do you know what made uh, the boy's mom decide to call then? I mean, after two kids, yeah. Mm. She said that it was because she had something on her mind and she wanted to clear her conscience. Mm. And I mean, that seems like a really reasonable thing to want to do um, from a woman to a woman. Yeah. Um, I don't know what prompted her at that moment. Yeah. But... um, yeah, that's what ended up happening. Um, I think in the keeping of these secrets, I mean, the boy's mum, of course, had kept a secret. She was really coerced to do that. My mum had kept a secret because she felt she should in order to protect my sister and I and to love us. And we kept a secret for kind of the same reasons, if not for a very short time. But I just wanted to kind of share my own feelings around keeping a family secret because I suppose I also kept one and I was just wondering um have you kept any family secrets as well Biddy and what was that like for you I mean I guess it's it's common knowledge that there's secrets in every family of different kinds like not necessarily um a reproductive family secret secret but yeah I'd be interested to know have I kept any family secrets yes so or discovered any well, there's a couple that spring to mind. Mm-hmm. I want to know what you mean by family secrets, because I know that we are talking about reproductive family secrets, and that mm-hmm. means it's to do with like biology and the ties, and the secret actually has to do with the family secret. Have I had my own secrets that have nothing to do with my family? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Like... So I've had secrets that I have kept from my family um, or I'm actually terrible at keeping secrets. <laughs> I, I don't know what that means, but I also just really enjoy, I, I like people's reaction to whatever's going on in my life really helps me shape my own opinion about it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I like hearing what people think. Mm-hmm. I used to be more like that as well, and I think I'm a little bit more private now, I think because I'm more... Um, I trust my own opinion more mm-hmm. lately. Um, but as far as, like, family secrets, like reproductive family secrets, no. Because I know that you've been showing me texts and stuff about, like, how to approach... Mm-hmm. I, I don't have the secret. They do, mm-hmm. I guess. I don't even know if it's a secret. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of like a taboo topic. I think you've hit on something that is extremely difficult to unravel because (laughs) it's, it is your story as well. This is your family. This is someone that you're related to. Yes. You're maybe not the closest person to this because there's, I mean, it's the, this man himself, he's obviously really the holder of of this particular information or this experience but there's that ripple effect inside a family where everybody has their perspective on a story and it's kind of like who owns the story when you're making something public about somebody else but it is your story but it's maybe someone else's more it's 
I don't know. It's just almost impossible to delineate who owns it or who, how is it okay to tell it? And I think as long as we're speaking about these things in um, respectful ways, then I don't know. I think um, this, this podcast really does help to kind of scratch the surface of these and uncover them a little bit. So I personally think it's fine. Okay, <laughs> but um, it's a good question. It's that's all I needed here. That's yeah. all I needed here. These things make us think, though. Like, is it mine to tell, and mm-hmm. and how should I tell it? How much or how little should I reveal? And I think family secrecy and family secrets really help us reflect on these things. And I think it's important because it's about identity and um, our persona and how much do we expose and how much do we keep. Um, under wraps and um yeah because it doesn't just affect ourselves it affects other people as well so mm. it's worth being worth being sensitive um i think in in my research i found that depending on the severity of the secret um that can also influence whether people feel comfortable to reveal or to maintain secrecy around it for example, I spoke to somebody who wasn't a participant in my research, but I did um, speak to her, who told me that she was the um, the product of incest, um, and so were five of her brothers and sisters. Whoa. So her grandfather and her father are the same person. So her dad raped his daughter, which is her mum. So that's how her dad and, and her grandfather had, are the same person. she had to keep the baby. Yeah. So uh, this woman had five children with her own dad. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's like Ted Bundy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And also there was incest in the previous generation as well. So a very, very complicated Whoa. family um, scenario. And yeah. whenever people say which is the most crazy or the most out there family secret that you've ever come across, I don't mean to be glib or cavalier about this woman's experience it's her life but for me this is without a doubt the most severe I'm just using the word severe because I feel like this comes up yeah Yeah. um kind of a a family secret experience um but this isn't she's not an exhibition to be kind of looked at this Mm -hmm. is her life and it's a really um I also didn't feel um, really qualified to support this woman. Of course, I'm just doing a research project. I'm not a, a therapist. And so I was putting her in touch with um, professionals, people who would be able to help support her to work out all of the implications of this because it's not only uh, mental and psychological impacts, but for her it's it's very much biological as well in terms of her health and the health of future generations Mm -hmm. for her and her brothers and sisters having Mm -hmm. had this very close genetic material not different genetic material and what the risks might be so um, we would always encourage people to um, access support if they ever come across something Mm -hmm. um, which is particularly challenging or even if it's not as complicated as Uh As, as this that. kind of one, <laughs> um, please do seek support. That's something we're really, we're really um, would encourage you to do. Yeah, get support. Everyone get support. Everyone, even if you have nothing going on, you got no fucking family secrets, you got no something, talk to a therapist, okay? Because everybody needs one. Girl. So just go. Yes, you do. <laughs> go and talk to them. You got something in there. 
Um, so yeah, let's, let's just say it right now. Everyone who listens, go get therapy immediately. Uh, if you are <laughs> curious about this topic, you need therapy. All right. <laughs> no, but what, what, what came up with what you just said was that I found fascinating was like, isn't it? I keep, I keep generalizing everything. Mm-hmm. I think I've gotten in the habit of generalizing. Um, you're a sociologist. <sighs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Have I been knighted? <laughs> I am. I'm generalizing, so I'm like walking around trying to think of like stand-up topics and stuff that interest me, and my mind goes nuts, and I, it's hard for me to rein it in. But I'm like, it's frustrating how incredible everything is a metaphor for everything else. Like I start to become this like um, conspiracy theorist, basically just shut up in my room, probably stinky and um, like <laughs> in, unintelligible at that point, but. I go off on these big tangents. It's like, just the fact that if, like, biologically, if you have mate with your family, mm-hmm. it creates more complications in your health. So biology is telling you to love and care for others. But at the same time, our society is so othering. And it doesn't... It's like... It just it, it that alone is like okay humans are a virus they have no fucking clue <laughs> how to listen to the earth and each other and like do things the right way we will basically just be horrible until we make the world end um that's obviously very nihilistic but like <laughs> and that's not what I think but it is just really interesting that like biology is telling you to love others mm-hmm. and love their differences. That is what is most natural, mm-hmm. period. Yes. How can people not see that? It drives me nuts with everything that's going on right now. You know, uh, like Black Lives Matter and this is Pride Month. Mm-hmm. Or it was, now it's July. Um, uh, but still it's Pride World um, life now, hopefully. Is like, how can we, how can we just have... That just blows, it's just like that fact alone feels like it boils it down where it's like biology and science is telling you mm-hmm. the world will be a better place if yes. you love people who are different than you. Yes, exactly. Um, there's some really marked exceptions to this rule where mm-hmm. we, we do tend to have this natural kind of, um, well, I would say a gentle repulsion. It's probably the term towards um having sex with and creating children with our immediate family yeah but there are certain populations around the world where this is pretty standard Mm. and it's encouraged Mm. um very close intrafamilial marriages are encouraged and when that happens it's consanguinity when it happens constantly over generations you can see huge amounts of problems so i think if if it happens once out of the blue there's something like a 25% chance of the child having considerable genetic problems but if it's constantly been happening all these intermarriages and inter um, relationships and people having children the problems increase mm-hmm. um, to, I don't know tenfold yeah. whatever yes I'm not sure of the statistics but um, there's particular communities that are quite isolated um and they do tend to have relationships very much inside their um their own 
families and that they bury toddlers all the time. Oh, it's absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. And yet the practice continues. Yeah. It's, um, and yet, it's a real problem. And yet recently I was watching a Trixie Mattel and Katya who are my two favorite drag queens. Mm-hmm. And they, um, were asking people on the street, different questions about, uh, sex education and, and terms, sex terms. Mm-hmm. And people were trying to guess what the terms meant and what was the most, like, um, um, Googled, or I guess the most used keywords for porn Mm -hmm. in America. And the top one, the top two were like Mm stepmom and stepsister. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately after that, I looked at our producer, Pat, and burped. (laughs) Pat, that was your fault. More Prosecco, please. More Prosecco, Pat. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But also, (laughs) while we're taking this moment, I got to pee real fast. Oh, I'm sorry. You were right to pee at the top. (laughs) And we're back. (laughs) Oh, actually, Mm. just before we're back, this is just kind of an aside, but there is a... uh, I wouldn't call it a movement, but I would call it a... An approach which says that um, falling in love with and having a sexual relationship with your immediate family member, most commonly brother and sister or mother and son, is okay and we should accept it. And there are all kinds of relationships. And this often occurs where... um, for example, a mum has a child quite young, say 15 years old, um, and the child is adopted out. And then many years later, they'll reunite for the first time. And the recognition, and they're only 15 years apart. Yeah. So it's, you know, they're not too far apart in age. The recognition is extraordinary. The feelings are overwhelming. There can be a lot of love and in the occasional case that love crosses over into a sexual attraction Mm. and I've read interviews with I haven't interviewed anybody personally but I've read interviews where people talk about this happening and it's this overwhelming the intensity is extraordinary and people Mm -hmm. have never felt anything like it Mm -hmm. and the connection is just there right from the beginning and it so it often happens with the mother um, son one, um, also with the brother and sister who have lived separate lives. Maybe they've come together at, in their fifties or something like this. And it's just like looking into the eyes of somebody that you were always meant to be with. And instead of initiating a sibling relationship, a sexual attraction relationship is initiated and it's so powerful and so strong. Yeah. And these people will say things like, um, if the, if we don't have children, there's no risk. Why, why should it matter? But of course, in so many places around the world, not everywhere, but a lot of places, it's illegal to marry your um, immediate family member yeah. Yeah. because people are concerned about health reasons, obviously. Mm-hmm. What do you think, dear listeners? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> we would love to know. That's Katie saying she doesn't agree. <laughs> That's, Katie. That's, that's Katie's way of saying no comment. Yeah. Yeah. But it's... Right? You, I mean, you do put forward a very good point, though. I mean, what's wrong with it? I suppose you could ask, well, what's right with it? Yeah. Um, and I would always question whether it, there is um, some kind of a power imbalance happening, particularly if the people are younger. Um, but, Yeah. I mean, this is a practice that goes on and there's there's definitely um, a community out there who are in support of each other and they, yeah, they have, they have love, they have real feelings and real relationships, whether or not society or the law is accepting and approving, this mm-hmm. is people living their lives. So yeah, we're going to talk about this in the next Betwixie, which is DNA testing. Mm-hmm. Um uh, which is, um, oh, because, because of like, um, them learning that they have uh, a bunch of half siblings out there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if these half siblings, because of sperm donors Mm -hmm. or corrupt Mm -hmm. doctors fall in love, Mm -hmm. you know, they're siblings. Yes. Who then might fall in love. And where do we draw the line? If, if you're somebody who thinks it's incest is gross. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'd like to make it very clear. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it for myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love my siblings very, very much. <laughs> and they're all very attractive. <laughs> but yeah, I am... And we'll talk about that in the next Betwixie because I went on a rabbit hole mm-hmm. with things. And I'm really excited also because I think you're going to be proud of me. I'm already proud of you. But yes. I'm definitely going to be proud of you in the next episode <laughs> as well about DNA. <laughs> okay. So where were we? Yeah, like I think it is really interesting and I think it'd be really nice to... We're also here to gather information because you're a sociologist and um, it's it's fascinating to hear from people. The, the research is never done. Mm-hmm. The answers are never there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, it's ever-changing answers. That's the that's your job. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind of frustrating in a way, but also reassuring, I guess, because this is about life mm-hmm. and life continues, family and identity. These things are constantly evolving. Um, but yeah, we're really interested to hear from people. If you have discovered a family secret and there's been some kind of effect on you, mm-hmm. what have the impacts been? What has that been like for you? Mm-hmm. What have the consequences been for your, um, relationships with others in your family, for the dynamic within the family, for, um, how you feel about yourself yeah. as a person, for your identity, mm-hmm. any of these kind of things we're really interested to hear about mm-hmm. from you. Um, and also, if you have any questions about DNA testing and home DNA test kits, we're really going to get deep into the family secret uh, discoveries that are coming out from home DNA test kits. It's pretty exciting, and I think we will have um, a couple of betwixies on this. Um, every person who contacts us will be completely anonymous. This yeah. is something that we're really keen on unless of course 
you would like to have your name mentioned, in which case we will. But otherwise, everything will be completely anonymous. Mm -hmm. So you can rest assured that we will respect your privacy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One thing I didn't know when I was uh, reading your research um, was that, like, you were like, oh, yeah, that's not, you know, that that might not even be (laughs) the level of anonymity that you apply to people who the stories you're considering in your theories and theses and stuff is amazing. Like for me, I was like, Oh, but it's in my mind, it's still a boy and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no, it could not be a a boy. They might not be that it, that old, Mm -hmm. that young. You just have no idea. You just apply all these different, which I'm like, Whoa, Mm -hmm. that blows my mind. Good job. In my head. I'm just like, you changed their name from John to Jake. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of different confidentialization, if that's even a word. Um, it, it is, is now. now. Jinx. <laughs> I saw our first jinx. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Live on the air. <laughs> um, yeah, we always apply a lot of confidentialization techniques just to make sure that people's stories and the richness of that comes through, but you don't know who they are. They could uh-huh. be of any gender, any age, anywhere around the world. Um, any name so any of these kinds of details about a person how many siblings or was it the mother or the father or um, the exact scenario could be um, adjusted a little bit and edited a little bit but the richness of the story is still there and um, that's a way to preserve people's privacy but also have the the story able to be told yeah are there any secrets in your family? Have you kept a secret before or have you discovered one? What did that feel like? How did that affect you? How did that change your identity? Well, what do you think was the difference between telling your secret or being told a secret? Mm-hmm. We'd love to hear about it. Mm-hmm. DM us on at the secret effect on Twitter or Instagram, or you could email us at in, uh, info at secreteffect.com you are patreon at the secret effect uh, you can go on there and become a member we're going to start coming up with mm-hmm. new um patreon only content which mm-hmm. we're really excited about it's gonna be so fun yeah we're gonna do some like i don't know we're, not, we're, we're coming up with ideas now for those but we just are finding that we have so many more topics that we want to mm-hmm. cover i know that i haven't run this by you guys yet but i have like things that i want to talk about like sharing some of my um stories since you've shared mm-hmm. stories but i want this to be your story so it could be a patreon thing um and if you have questions for us, we would love to hear them. We could do a Q and A. Yeah. Um, for us. Yeah. Um, ask me anything. AMA. Ask me anything. Yep. Um, we, when it comes to our Patreon, we will be donating ten percent of all of the um, contributions to Women's Health East, which is an incredible family violence and women's health service in Eastern Victoria, which is where I grew up, and where much of the the family secret um, story from the regular podcast that comes out on Thursdays is told. Um, so we thank you for your support via Patreon. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Dewey. <laughs> Dewey. Uh, how else do you say goodbye in Dutch? Dewey. Dag. Dag. Uh, Doei. <laughs>
love the Dutch. By the way, we're in Amsterdam. That's why we're doing that. <laughs> flinging these Dutch goodbyes around. Oh yeah, like it's nothing. <laughs>